Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You ready to go? Write this down. Write this down. You must create, you, right, write this down. I'll say it 10 times so the people that are given can get it. You must create thought identification within your own life. Thought identification is going to take examination. We're going to get this today. You ready? You must create thought identification. Thought identification is going to need examination of thought. If you don't start examining your thoughts, we're going to have trouble. We have to examine for identification. If you do not examine them, you cannot be like this free thinker thing. No good. Creating thought identification is key. You must identify thoughts that can be maintained. You have to. So here's what happens. Today we're going to talk about this thing. All right? So I want to go real slow, and I want you to get this. So what happens is, Thought identification, you know what that means? You have to identify where your thoughts are coming from because you have to understand thoughts are connected to life or death. Every thought is connected to life or death. They're on design, okay? Every thought, every thought is a, is a word. Every word is a seed. Every seed has a harvest, okay? So you, so you got to understand this. So, you know, words are important. Don't buy that baloney, sticks and stones will break your bones, words will never hurt you. Baloney. Bones heal. Words will last for you forever if you're not careful. So you have to produce identification of where these thoughts are coming from. Thought identification is a process, which basically means this. It comes in your head, you got to identify it, where it come from. If it doesn't, if it doesn't, if it doesn't connect to accept and reject, because we say those are the elements of faith. Accept it, reject it. Accepting a thought or rejecting a thought is crucial and critical to what you start imagining. Okay? Now let me explain to you why. The en- You guys are here? So I'll go slow. The enemy understands the process. That's why he, is, he, is, he twists the process to try to get it to work against you, even though... You don't realize it. He knows how to produce it. So he understands that wrong identification of thought produces a wrong image, which creates a wrong reality, which creates a stronghold within your mind. And that becomes now the lens that you look through and everything you do. Okay? So now you got these strongholds. He says, cast down imaginations. Cast down these strongholds and every imagination which exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ, bringing into every thought into obedience. What is a stronghold? A stronghold becomes a castle in your mind of how you see things. It starts becoming a vision pattern. Now you're going to say to me, well, it's the word of God. It should be it. Baloney. You're not going to believe the word of God sometimes. You should, but you don't. It's your beliefs. From, formed, should be formed from the word. Some of you believe forms were filled from people that you should have never been listening to. 
because they, they didn't know what they're doing. So they say stuff, and they say stuff, and now they say stuff, and now you don't know what the stuff is true, so you believe stuff you shouldn't believe. And now that's become what? The lens you look through. Come a stronghold from an imagination or a picture. Okay? So thought identification means when it comes in my head, never, you've never had an original thought a day in your life. This is why these kids are all screwed up. There's no governor. There's no right and wrong. They don't know the perimeters of thinking, so they think anything. There's no, there's no governor no more. The word of God used to at least be a governor. Morality used to be a governor. There's no none of this out there. This world's screwed up. And I'm going to get ready to start talking about it. When I do, better get ready. Yeah, good. I'm going to need security. A lot more than I got. Yeah, because they're nuts. They're demonic. And they're on an ascent. The whole thing is on an assignment. It's all an agenda. And if you people don't believe it, you're as dumb as a rock. So God bless you. Did he say it? Yeah, I said it. I'll say it again. Dumb as a rock. Because let me explain something to you what it's all about. It's really, you don't understand. Let me explain something to you. I told you this is not a human battle, so listen to me. This is not a political place I'm talking from. You have an enemy, the devil. He could care less how much of humanity he has to kill to get his agenda to go forth. Do you understand that? You better pay attention. He don't care about none of it. He's wicked and evil and wants to destroy mankind because you were made in the image and likeness of God. You playing with a devil, man. You guys are all playing like, oh, it's just, no, it ain't. It's not a party. You're playing with demons. Wake up. And people got them from all shapes and sizes, political backgrounds, and everything else. You better know the truth. I'm just, you believe what I'm telling you. I'm right. You know what I'm saying? You line up with the word of God. Well, where do you belong? I belong in the pages of the Bible. Where do you live? You know what I mean? Just stay there, man. If, if, it, if it don't get pushed through the kingdom and my king said it, I don't want nothing to do with it. So stay in the lane, okay? So here's what happens. Thought identification. Thought comes in your head. Identification. Very important. It is connected to life. It is connected to death. If you accept wrong thoughts, you start creating an image. The image now starts becoming the projection of how you see your life. The image in its proper use based in the word of God is healthy, functional, and fine. The image based in a lie becomes a problem, creating a stronghold that starts allowing you and me access to a place we don't want to go. It's a wrong picture. The wrong picture now starts creating a wrong reality of which then you actions, actions come in the earth with wrong response. Problem. Why? Because the enemy knows if I can, if I can, see, he understands the reverse. If I can get them to see themselves wrong, They'll take their faith and empower wrong realities. And you'll start looking through a stronghold that is a lie. But the lie will become a reality to you because it's become your belief. Your beliefs are powerful because your beliefs are your faith. But my faith doesn't line up with the word of God. Well, that's your fault. Nobody else's. Let me explain something to you about this. Wherever you are word ignorant, it's a strong word. Please understand me. We all have it. Wherever we are word deprived, we are in very close proximity of basically empowering wrong images in an internal place which project wrong mind actions, wrong words, 
wrong assignments. I'll explain it. So you go, hey, I heard this about me. Can I accept it or reject it? It's not yours till you put faith in it. The moment you put faith in your thinking, it now has become your reality. I got news for you. You got to do it with the word of God. Just because God said it doesn't mean you believe it. And now you got these, now you got these strongholds in your head. And now it becomes the lens you look through. Okay, you don't want to see? Okay, how many, don't raise your hand. You grew up in a broke house. All you see is broke. You grew up in, 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 in an environment that was, all you do is talk negative. How, oh, some of you, some of you, some of you, I got news for you, ready for this one? You're going to love this. This is going to get over big, but I don't really care. It's true. Your choices you made in life, but you knew what you were doing. Look, I ain't picking on nobody. I did it too. The lens I look through. Then I come in and try to deprogram what you've been doing for 30 years and three hours. Come on, man. You got to give me some time. So what do I got to do? I have to uproot. Now, this is what I'm saying. God gave you biblical knowledge, which is the truth, to transform. Now, most people don't want the truth. They want you to lie to them. Why? Because the opportunity for me to transform is found in the truth, but I'd rather sometimes hold on to my own opinions and my own way of looking through things and my own way of doing things because I really don't want to change. I want everybody around me in circumstances to change, but I don't want to change. But I want the truth, all right? Give me the truth. No, wait a minute. Let's go. So do we really, this is, this is how it works. Listen, I'm helping you. I really am. This is really cool. It's good stuff. It's okay. We all do it. So I get this thought comes in my head. I have to identify the thought, where to come to, because you got to realize something. The powerful thing about this is this is all Mark chapter four, because the word is a seed. Remember that? Remember when Jesus said the sower sows the word, these are they by the wayside, such as hear the word of God immediately when they come, you know what I mean? The seed, well, the enemy knows that seeds are words, and words are seeds, and words are connected to harvest. That's the principles of heaven. Does that make sense? So let me ask a question. If you, get, if you get this seed in you, it produces a tree, which produces fruit, and the fruit is how you live your life. How do we change that? Well, if we got wrong trees, we got to go get new seeds. Because new seeds can fix the wrong trees. That I've buried in my heart. Now watch this. I'm going to show you something here. Could pop that scripture up there. And this is really good. Because this is how God shows you how to do it. In the passion. You got to read this for me. Here. No, no, not that. Uh, the second. Yeah, the other one. What was it? It was, uh, was it Peter? I think it's, I don't remember. What did I tell you? I don't Yeah, there, yeah, 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 that's it. There, here, there, no. no um, you know which one I'm talking about. 1 Corinthians 2.9. That's the one. 1 Corinthians 2.9. That's a good one. In the passion. I want you to. He says, remember it says, I has not seen, ear has not heard. Neither has entered in the heart of man thing God's prayer for them that love them. That's the scripture in the passion reads way better. So I want you to pull this in. So you, are you okay with me? See what I'm saying? Your thoughts in your head are not yours. 
No one's had an original thought a day in their life. You understand it? So you have to identify where to come from. Okay? So did you understand what I just said? Because that's powerful. Like, I, I thought it, it's me. No. No thought takes ownership until you put belief in it. So you're basically, you're basically a product of what you believe. You see it? Well, what if I'm believing lies? Well, then you're going to be living a life full of lies. That's all you produce. So look right here. Um, yeah, no, we got to go to uh, some. We got to go to First Corinthians two nine in the Passion. This is what the Scripture says. First Corinthians two nine. This is what the Scripture says, and he says to talk about eye that see, ears that hear. We'll see it up there. Now watch this. You ready? This is why the Scripture says things never discovered or heard before, things beyond your own ability. Or, or ability to imagine. These are many things. Now stay right here for a minute. He says, look, I'm going to show you things you need to imagine. Because you got to understand something. This is really cool. Your thoughts, right? You got words. Words are seeds. Words are pictures. Pictures are images. And the minute you got the wrong image, you're going to have the wrong projection in life. Did you get it? Did you pull that in? So how did you get this picture of yourself? Really from a word, from a seed, from a thought. What happens if the thought doesn't line up with the word? You got to become a rejecter. What happens if I got images based upon pictures that I've absorbed? We got to change them. How do I change them? We got to change it with truth. Now watch this. What's the truth? I don't know. You tell me. Because all you guys are going to tell me, the word of God is the truth. Yeah, it is the truth, but it doesn't work for you until it becomes your truth. So big deal, the Bible says it. What do you believe about what that Bible says about you? That's why you need somebody telling you who you are, because you don't believe what the Bible says about you at first even though you can. You can do it. You can. This is good stuff. So let's look at this, right? So you said, get the right image. Okay, good. We can see it. Hey, there are many things, you can go, that he wants to show you. Watch this. It's so good. I love the way he reads this thing because it's good. But God now unveils these profound realities to us by the Spirit. Now that's what starts happening. Images start becoming realities. Whether they're true or not. This is why you have to become a mind identificator in the beginning. Because if you allow the wrong image to come before your eyes that you should not be receiving, it's going to produce the wrong picture and you can't live outside the picture. You want to know why the pattern of people's behaviors are the same every season of their life? The internal image didn't change. Until you change your internal image, you're going to do the same garbage over and over. It's a disconnected thought. I don't care who you are. You say, why do we do this at the house? Because somebody's image is wrong. Why do you talk like this in life? Because somebody's image is wrong. You cannot live outside of the image. And it might last just for a minute, but it doesn't produce lasting change. That's why he tells you in Romans 12, 1 and 2, he said, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do I allow the grace effect of metamorphosis to take place? I become a mind renewer. 
Well, what happens if I'm not renewing my mind? Well, you're carnal. Does that make sense? You know what a carnal means? A carnal, you ever hear of a carnal Christian? What do we consider a carnal Christian? A fleshy Christian, right? They do things outside of the word of God because that's what we call carnal. Does that make sense? What do you consider a carnal Christian? Come on. What is a carnal Christian? A, car- a Christian that doesn't live the lifestyle that you see within the Bible. Correct? They got a dual life, right? What do we do when we see carnal Christians? Like, oh, they're carnal. Really, they're, they're mind deprived. That's all they are. If I give you truth, truth will produce power. Right image will produce right position. Bottom line is this. I feel sorry for people living carnal because they don't have to. You can help them. You see it? But here's the good news. How are you going to change it? You got to get them the right image. How do you get the right image? That's what he told you in Peter. Remember he said this? He said, he said, be a divine partaker of a divine nature from the word of God. <laughs> how many want to get there, right? So how do I produce this reality? So I know what you're going to say to me. Well, Pastor Chris, okay, so now I'm going to show you what to do, okay? Because I don't leave, leave you hanging. So this is what it, how it goes. Give me a little bit of time. You're doing great. So I'm doing my day. You're doing your day. Here comes thoughts. I got to identify that thought. Pay attention. This is gonna, how you're going to win, okay? Thought comes, where did it come from? Now, most people, uh, how much you love me? <laughs> no, let me really, <laughs> how much do you love me? Dennis, I seen that. That's not a lot, Dennis. Stretch it a little bit. Let's go. Let's go. How much do you love me? Aaron gave me that a lot. Okay. You better really love me. Think about this. Say it out loud. Say, I love, I love Pastor Chris. Say it again real good. Okay, now here's why. Here's why. I don't know if I want to do this. I'm going to do it. If you get mad at me, go see God. Okay? Here's you. Thought comes in my mind. Well, I should be a quick mind identifier. You are. But you choose not to discard because it does not give you an emotional I'm good at this, bro. Stay with me, man. That's why I keep telling you, show up. Look, no, I'll show you. There's the word of God. You know what I found out about God? He is unemotional. <laughs> this dude's gone. I'm either crazy or really, really good at this. You know, that's not ego. Please understand. What do you mean? This guy just said God doesn't have feelings. He really doesn't. He's, he feels what you feel, but he's got solutions and answers based upon the word of God. So in his compassion to love you and be there for you, his principles will transform your life. You don't have an emotional response as a discarder. There's no more connection. So if it comes in and it goes, it's bad, it's negative, and I'm a quick discarder, that's it. It's over. Now I got to go find truth. But my emotions want to hang on to something and say, oh, if I keep identifying with that, I can feel. So I'm not quick to discard because I don't like the what? The way it makes me feel. When I become so staunch and just accept and reject because the things I'm accepting take a little time to materialize, but the stuff I discredit at the very moment leaves me with no emotional connection to anything. And truth just carries me into the future, so right now I'm in limbo. So what happens is, here comes the negative thing. Okay? Comes in your head. Thought. Get rid of it. You've mind identified what it was, and you still meditated on it because you like the way it made you feel. You want me to go home now or later? I want to have a pity party. 
I want to have emotions. Look, I understand. It's a little bit to a degree. That's what happens. Now go slow. This is not bad. This is helping us because I want to feel something. I'm okay with that. So it comes in. We're quick to identify. Now we got to get quick to accept or reject. Why do we sometimes hold on to something? Because we don't understand where we're going. Step of faith. you got to understand something. Why can you say that about emotions? Because the minute you step into faith, you step into a different dimension than the natural realm of man. So if it takes faith to be an acceptor, when thoughts come, I'm smart enough to know this. If it comes to my head, oh, my God, you're a loser. comes to my head. Pastor Chris, you're a loser. I go, no, I discard that. Now I got to go to faith. I believe that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I step out in faith. Here's the problem with faith. Faith is the substance of now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things. I can see and feel and touch and taste that, but this faith stuff, I can't, I got no navigation. But trust in the unknown. I'd almost rather hold on to my emotions because I could feel something here. The other thing's faith. Now I'm like stepping out in nothing and I don't even know where I'm going. Isn't that good? So I'm like, give me something to hang on to. God's like, no, you gotta let that go to get what I got. So now you gotta go, oh, I cast down Pastor Christian stupid and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Well, all the while, right now, I feel like I'm a dummy. But I gotta live beyond the emotional response of what I've heard in my head and reach out for faith and walk with the people of God. So we're good. We're, ch- we're beating the devil up today. Because he's, he's got thoughts, ideas, suggestions that work in your senses. So you're going to have an emotional response. That's a big one. Why? Because Mark chapter 4 told you that. You're going to have pressure. Pressure will make you, listen to me, pressure will make you a rejecter of truth and keep you accepting the wrong ideas because pressure is painful when you're going through the process. Makes no sense, but it's so true. Here's what I was right. It's pressure-filled. Oh, my God. Here comes a wrong idea. It hit me in the head. Wrong ideas. But what? The pressure is so much. It's so much sometimes. You'd rather just hold on to it. Because as I discard it to step out into faith, it's taking so much it seems to step into faith, I almost get stuck being a rejecter of truth and an acceptor of lies because he, he twists it, man. Yeah, I'm right. I'm psychologically one-on-one mind-dealing with you today. But I'm helping you. You see what I'm saying? But I know what the truth says. Yeah, I know you know what the truth says, but I got news for you. Guess what? The truth is going to mean you got to stay in pressure. I don't want to stay in pressure. How do I get out of pressure? How do I get out of pressure? You go back to buying lies. Only way out. So be an acceptor. Okay, that's a little, that's a slippery slope. You got to be careful there. You see what I'm saying? No, it's true. I'm playing, I'm tinkering with your head. It's okay, you can repent. Look, dude, you guys didn't notice stuff. That's why you go to church here, man. Just go, all right, I repent. We all got to do it. Repent and get over it. Big deal. Who knew? Now we're getting to, now we're getting to, now we're getting to get, now you're starting to, you're a baller. You know what a baller is? That means you show up on the court, everybody else goes, dude, he's ready to play today. You like Michael Jordan right now. I don't want to hear none of this LeBron James junk. Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player to ever put on a pair of shoes. Shut up with this nonsense comparison. Kobe, all these dudes, ain't nobody like Jordan because nobody wanted the ball like Jordan in the game. There's LeBron, he passes it to everybody else. He don't want to take the shot. Michael wants the ball. 
Leave it alone. That's the end of it. And the great, I'm going to say it. Let's get this over it. Tom Brady is the greatest NFL player ever. As much as I hate to say it, let's just bury that. I know you don't like it, Dennis. It's true. The guy's got too many rings, and he wins with everybody. All right, that's it. Any other sports trivia you want to come to me, we'll talk about it later, but that's it. That's the way I see it. If you don't like it, I don't care. It's my opinion. And I got a four-star diamond pick I'll give you later. Amen. Let's go. Here we go, right? <laughs> get down on your phone quick. <laughs> well, closer we get, I'll tell you what, the closer we get, the rougher it's going to be because I'm going to start whipping out some deals in here they're not even ready for. It. Amen. So I want you to see this, okay? So thinking, right? So this is me and you. Let's just do it one-on-one so we can get you going. I want to help you, man, right? So you're doing your day. Thought comes in. You've got to grab it, identify it. Where did it come from? Now, some of these things are strongholds already been in your mind because here's what happens. Let me show you what happens. You, you believe the lie from a source. True or false doesn't make a difference. It's in your head, and now it's created an image. The image now becomes a stronghold, and that's how you see life through a lens. Is that okay? Now, did you get that? Could have been something we did. Well, I'm okay with sick. We all grew up like sick, broke, stupid, can't do this, can't do that, can't live there, can't be there, all this stuff. You know what I mean? Limitation. Let me tell you something right here now. Ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, husbands, wives, there is no limitation on your life. Stop this nonsense. You understand know I me? Mean? You are a creative genius. God has given you the mind of Christ. There ain't nothing limiting you. You show up with it, God will do it. Stop living in this limitation of something. You ain't that. Now, but you got to reprogram your head. So now I got this lens, all right? I'm walking through it. I live through it. I walk through it. I talk through it. I am it. I do it. This is what I do, right? Usually the problem with truth is when truth shows up, when you have a stronghold, you have to take the time to learn how to pull it down. Now, this is what I'm going to tell you right here. So Pastor Chris, you go, I got a stronghold. I have an identity, connect. That needs to be transformed. How do I do it? You must use the tool of truth to transform your life. God gave you Bible knowledge to transform your life. But here's the problem with truth. Truth in itself is phenomenal. Without it, you're lost. But the problem with truth is you're going to have to become repetitive in it to break these strongholds that you built up. It's going to take a little bit of time because you got a tree in you. we got to plant new seeds and get that old tree out. Is that all right? So it's going to take a little bit of a process, but it ain't going to take long because God can do it with miracle timing. Ready? Matthew 15, 13. Matthew 15, 13 says this. I'm going to show you how to do it, okay? Because the enemy is trying to bombard your mind. Now I'm going to show you another scripture. This is really good. You got it? So this is what you got to do. Everybody see this? How do you uproot wrong, wrong strongholds? How do you uproot wrong trees? How do you destroy, let me say it like this. How do you uproot wrong trees that you developed in your heart from wrong seeds? And how do you destroy some strongholds you got stuck in your mind based upon a wrong image of who you thought you were? Truth. Jesus answered and said this, every tree me and my father didn't plant, I'm uprooting it. How do you get the wrong seeds out of the ground? You uproot it with the right seeds. So you become, you become a truth. Everybody say this. I become a truth crusader. I'm a crusader of truth. If it ain't truth, it ain't allowed in between my ears. So now watch what happens. Now you got this wrong idea. We broke. Mama been broke. Grandpa been rich. We ain't broke no more. We rich. Put the truth of the word of God in your ears and get it coming out your mouth. You got to get it coming out of your mouth. You got to get it coming out of your mouth. Now look, this is what I told you, right? Because check this out. You're going to let all my word people going to like this. Jeannie going to like this. Ready? Check this out. Word people love this. It was spoken. 
so it could be written so you could speak it and write the story of your life. You see it? It was, what was it? It was spoken so it could be written so you could speak it and write the story of your life. That's why he had God. He had, God said, spoke it. Man heard it, they wrote it. They wrote that Bible. Inspired by God. So why? So we could speak what's been written and you can write a brand new story for that. Shut your mouth. Hey, shut your mouth. I said that very, very nicely. Shut your mouth. Ain't nothing holding you back. Your mouth's holding you back. Don't tell me you can't be this, you can't. Shut your mouth. Hush your mouth. Hush your mouth. You can be any of that book said you can be. It ain't going it don't know no gender. It don't know no race. It don't know no women, man. It don't know broke. It don't know sick. It don't know dead. It just obeys. It just obeys. It just obeys. It just obeys. Change the world, man. Gotta put your whole life in it. He spoke it. Men wrote it. You speak it. And you start writing the story of your life. Come on, baby. Find yourself in them pages. So you do this, right? Keep the truth. And when them lies try to come up there, go, can't do it. Can't get in, can't get in, can't get in, can't get in. And you know the big ones. Now you got to mind maintain, though. Look, man, let me tell you something about this mind thing. This joker's tricky. Hey, go, Ma, go to 1 uh, Corinthians 10, 11 and the Passion. This is going to be the I'm going to wrap it up. 1 Corinthians 10, 11 and the Passion. You ready for this? Let me tell you about this mind. Now, look at me. You don't get no breaks on this thing. You know, you can't take a vacation. Like, oh, I took a month off from managing my mind. You might be messed up. Can you, you got a haircut, didn't you? Yeah, I did. It looks good. You like him like that? Short like that? She don't care. She's like, I married him. stuck with him. Come on. He's a good man. What do you mean? He's a good-looking guy, too, man. You are. Come on. Dialed in. Thanks. I appreciate it. I'm trying. Did you get what I said? You got new shoes. I like those. Yeah, it's a good life. You're living good. I like it. Hey, you don't get no days off. That's the problem with the mind. It's not like, oh, I, you know what I mean? Hey, I took a couple days off. This thing, you let it go for a little bit, mess you up, man. Because it's, you know, so you got to try to manage it real, you know, you got to try to stay on it. Now, I'm not, look, not every day you got the big stuff hitting you in the head, but it's coming. And you got to be careful because, you know, the devil's, he's a jerk. To rip his face off. I wish, you know, sometimes in a way, you like, you like to get knocked and gone with him, wouldn't you? Just get in there, dude. Just lock me in there with you. I'm coming out. You know, he's just mean. He's mean. He's mean. You know, and he knows he torments people. I'm not trying to say, like, I know this isn't flesh and blood. You understand? But he just, why do you do that to people? Why would you, how can you be so sick to do that to people and try to destroy him? He's wicked. You know? So he waits for you when you're weak. He waits. You know, Jesus fasts 40 days. He's like, gets 10. shot out. You fight in life. When do you think that joker shows up? Worst at the worst opportune moment in your time because he wants to take you out. So crazy, ain't it? You know, so realize this, guys. He waited 30 years to get Jesus. He can wait for you. Hang on no time. He's got no, okay, so look at this, right? So let me just read this to see where we go. So what do I do, Pastor Chris? It feels like I'm overwhelming. Okay, so what are we going to do? We're going to take the truth of what we believe, and we are going to pound against the lies of the enemy. Casting down imaginations, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So what's that mean? When the wrong idea comes in, what do you got to do? Correct it. You guys got that? How many of you have been doing better at correcting the thoughts in your mind? Come on, right? You have to correct it. 
How many of you feel like this series has really built you up to be a better corrector? Okay, good. Ready? Now watch this. This is going to be really good. Now check this out. Read this with me. All these tests they endured on their way through the wilderness are symbolic pictures and examples that provides us with a warning so that we can learn through what they've gone through. So he said, why did, now just check this out. Why do you think he told you about all the tests they went through? Come on, get you ready. See, come on, look at this thing. I'm done. I seriously, five minutes, we'll be out of here. Just give me, give me the energy to pay attention. Look, see what he said? All the tests they endured on their way. So how many have been through some stuff? How many have been through some wilderness? How many have been through some ups, downs, pains? They, why do you think he showed you their, their tests and their trials? He said, look, don't think it's a weird thing. I get it, man. We're going to go through it. But I got a way out. So don't think if you're like, man, I'm going through. We all go through. Just don't talk about it. And preachers, you know, we're the worst. You know what I mean? Not in a bad way. But I always tell you the way to win. I don't tell you the hell I got to fight to get there. You know what I'm saying? Because how good, how good of an encourager would I be if I come up here and go, oh, my God. I used to go to church like that. That's real good. Now, I win the battle, come talk to you about victory. It's like I go through them, but you don't know about them. I go slay my own giants, you know what I'm saying? But you don't know about them. Because I don't come up here and talk to you about the giant. I talked about victory. But I got battles. I ain't going to sit here and tell you I don't got battles. I got battles, but I'm going to win every one of them. And you are too, because we don't lose. We belong to the team of the eternally victorious. We don't lose fights. We don't lose battles. We just we live to fight another day. You know, all those people are like, oh, I learned a lot through losing. I never learned nothing through losing. I'm going to tell you right now, I know all these self-help things, like, you know, like, praise God, you learned so many great things from losing. I learned absolutely nothing from losing. And everybody goes like this, well, you learned what not to do. I still didn't even learn that. We lost. I didn't, wait, well, if I knew what not to do, we would have won. That's like, yeah, I still didn't learn. You know, everybody likes to, like, like, make failure a success. The church loves making failure a success, though, just sometimes you got to be careful. Like, oh, you know, you're messed up. You ain't messed up. Win the battle in the mind, and you're going to live in victory. You ain't supposed to be living oppressed, depressed, messed up, all that stuff. That ain't God's best life. We might be struggling today, but we ain't struggling forever. You know, I understand we have problems we got to go through, and there's pressures we got to go through, and there's life we got to go through. I understand I'm not incompassionate to people's needs, and neither is God. But I would tell you right now, we're going to win. Got to find a way to win. We've been through some stuff. We've been through loss. We've been through pain. We've been through people we love not being here no more. We've been through some stuff. But guess what? We ain't stopping. And we get to heaven, we're going to all be together. Ain't that cool? Yeah, we went through it. That wasn't easy. That wasn't easy as all. My friends, my friends left the earth too early. That makes, you know what that does? You know what that did? Makes me mad as, oh, God. Because I, I know, because I know. Like, I got to, I got to, you know, the things that happen to you bother me. Oh, my God. Makes me want to fight. In a good way, not in that way. Like, you got to win. And the ones that you, you know what's funny? I'm going to tell you right here now. You know, I told somebody today, I told somebody today, I, I need to testify for you. I'll testify about you and Miss Kathy soon, but not yet. Well, one day. See, that's why you better, you, that's why I say this to you. You better listen to somebody, man. Because if you don't listen, when your life's in a pressure cooker, those words will carry you through. I'm telling you, man, it's important, man. This thing's important. Amen. So let's look at this. Let's pop this up there. It's important. That's why I'm telling you, these people, they hang on the word of God. All these tests they endured on their way through the wilderness are symbolic pictures, an example that provides us with a warning so that we can learn through what they what? So what they experience. 
For we live in a time when the purpose of all the ages past is now completing its goal within us. Okay, that's good to know. The whole deal is getting fulfilled within us. We'll take that. Keep going. So beware. What's that? If you think it could never happen to you, don't let pride become your downfall. This thing's coming. Pressure's coming. Tests are coming. Trials are coming. Stuff is coming. You don't think it's coming. You're crazy. So beware. Watch verse 13. Verse 13 is going to wrap it up, and I want you to see this, because this is what he says. We all, now I want you all to read this, and I'm done. We all experience times of testing, which is normal for every human being. Stop right there. Everybody's going to go through. Ain't, there's no paved pixie dust road, no golden street, like, why do I got to go through? Why Joseph have to go through what he went through? How do I know your journey? I don't know why. Other people seem like they got to go through more. Maybe your reward's greater in heaven. I don't know. I don't know. Why do you got to go through what you went through and I don't have to go through what you went through? Who knows? I don't know. God, well, God's mean at me. No, God ain't mean to you. It's part of your journey. Maybe your journey becomes somebody else's testimony. Why'd you got to go through what you went through? You know what I'm saying? Some of you, some of you got to realize, why did you got to go through what you went through? I don't know. Some of it might, may, I made a mistake. Okay, you made a mistake. The mistake cost me something. Great. What are you going to do after the mistake? You going to keep making mistakes because you made a mistake? How about you stop making mistakes, make right decisions, and go help people that made mistakes make the right decisions for their life? Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah, you know. Let's get around the campfire and sing Kumbaya. No, let's get around the campfire and catch on fire and start helping other people and pick up the phone and go, you know what? I went through some loss. Let me help you walk through this day. I went through that divorce. Let me help you walk through that thing. Hey, I went through that death early in somebody's life. I'm going to walk through that. Hey, I went through that single mom. I went through that, hey, dad alone. I went through that. Come on, man. You over there all bottled up, worried about your own self. Pour yourself out. That's a little bit bunny trail. Okay, go over here. Let me wrap this up. Okay. But God will be faithful to you. Now, this is where he says, hey, everybody's going to go through times of temptation, but with the way of temptation, he has made a way of escape. Look at this, though. I like it better than this passion. Check this out. Okay, you're all going to experience this. Okay. Every human being. Okay. But God will be faithful. Okay. He will screen and filter the severity and nature and timing of every test or trial. So this is what I'm saying. If it's on your mind, it's on God's too. If you're in there knee deep in between your ears and you're swinging to say, say, to, to say there, it's on his mind too. Because he, he knew. He said, it's kind of like this. The enemy's bringing it and God goes, they're ready. Now, God can't stop the enemy. Let me explain to you. All you people got this picture goofed up. You, we're word of faith, so we understand the truth. So I said, well, you know, the, why don't God just do it? Because he can't. When he gave authority to Adam, he gave authority to Adam and put it in the hand of man. Because man was stupid doesn't mean God just comes in and takes everything back. He can't. He'd be a liar. So has the devil got more power than God? No. But in the earth, he's got more power than God because he's the God of this world right now. But you got authority and dominion over him because you're the believer. You could tell the devil, go take a hike. He understands. He, un he understands who the sons and daughters of God are. He's manipulating all these people that are lost because they don't know no better. 
But don't sit there and go, oh, the enemy, he, he, God's just going to go do it. No, no, no. The church wants to put all the work on God, and God's trying to put the work on you. Get over there and tell them, bind them, decree it, say it. Come on. See what I'm saying? So God's like, oh, great, here it comes. But God gave you the grace for the place. So look what he says here. He says he, gives, he knows the nature and the timing of every test or trial you're going to experience, you're going to face. So that you can what? Bear it. So God gave you the strength. So right now, if you feel like you mind nailing, know this. God gave me the strength. Come on, next time a battle shows up, you start screaming promotion. Promotion. Okay. Yeah, y'all love me. Tell me again how much you love me. Tell me again how much you love me. I'm telling you, yeah, how you think promotions come? Pressure. You're getting promoted. Now, God didn't bring the junk. The junk sometimes shows up. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know. I wish I knew. We get to heaven, I got a lot of questions. Thank God we got a lot of time. Hey, God, hey, Jesus, I need a decade for you to explain some things. We ain't going nowhere. So, hey, whenever you're ready, let me just start. I'll just start asking. <laughs> I don't know. We probably won't even care. Watch. And each test. Oh, my God, I got to sit down. And each test is what? So, wow. So these mind tests are just opportunities for me to trust him more. That's cool. That is miserable when you're going through it, but it's cool when you think about it later. For you to trust him. So, so maybe, maybe I got I to, gotta tr- you got to trust his truth. It's the truth. You got to trust his truth. Because that's the thing that's going to bombard and gas down and move all those mind assignments. And check this out. For along with every trial, God provided you a way to get out. He gave you an escape to get out of it. No matter what you go through, there's a way out. Come on, right? Bring you out of it all victoriously. Say, I got a mind deal. I got a battle of the mind. Start laughing. <laughs> like, okay, here we go. <laughs> God got a way out. I don't know where that door is, but praise be God, it's out there somewhere. I'm going to find it. I got a mind trap. Come on, right? There's a mind trap to get me out. Now, what do I got to do? I got to take the truth. There's a way out to get me out, not just get me out, but you getting out with victory. How many feel like I just want to get out? No, I want to get out with the victory. You got to get out with the victory over the mind. You got to get out with the victory in that place. So what do you do? Just say what God says. Just do what God does. Just act like God acts. So this week when it comes, you know what you do? You hold the truth, and when these lies start coming, you just start hitting that truth. No, 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 I'm not going there. No, 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 I ain't going to. I'm not believing that about me. I'm not believing that about me. You know, well, what if, what if this? What if, what if this? What if that? Nah, don't worry about that. You can do this thing. Read it. In the, in the King James, it says, there's no temptation that is such as common in man that's overtaken him. Everybody goes through the same stuff. There is no temptation such as common to man. You want to say it? Can you put, first, can you, can you put, that, can you put that up there? Yeah, 1 Corinthians 10 up there in the King James. Just let them see it. There is no temptation temptation taking you, such as common to man, but God is faithful. He will not suffer you to be tempted above what you're able, but will with the temptation provide a way of you escaping 
so you can bear it. So he's going to say, if it's on your doorstep, you can fight it. Let me tell you something right here now. If it's on your front porch, you can handle it. I'm telling you right now, because God wouldn't put you in the timing of it if you weren't ready. You better roll them up, bro. You know how I learned that? You want to know how I learned that scripture? You got a minute? I mean, I'm ready to go. You want a minute, though? I was with Brother Norval. I said, man, let me ask you a question. How God send you all the way over there to go pray for this guy lost his head, lost his mind? Why would God send you all the way around there 45 minutes? Ain't there preachers all over the place? He said, that's what I asked God. And I said, hmm. And I never forget, he stood there. He said, yeah, God, God told me. He said, he said, God told me this. He said, he said, Lester Summerall, Dr. Summerall told Brother Norval, hey, Norval, you know why God sent you there? He goes, no, I asked God that question. He didn't answer it. He goes, I'll tell you why God sent you there. You're in, you're in Cleveland, Tennessee, Chattanooga. There's preachers everywhere. The Church of God headquarters is there. There's preachers all over the place. Why would God send you there? He said, hey, Norval, you know why God, and I said it respectfully. I'm just telling you the conversation. Hey, Norval, you know why God sent you there? He said, no, I asked God. He wouldn't answer me. I asked God. He didn't, I don't know. He said, because he knew you could handle it. I said, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Because then I was starting to deal with stuff. I, I, was like, I was like a fish out of water, man. It was out of my league. I had people showing up, demon-possessed. I was like, what do I do with this stuff? I didn't know what was going on. These are early days, you know. I was like at the Miracle Center. People, it was different, you know. And I was like, oh, my God, what do I do with this stuff? And I got it. He looked at him. He said, you know why I sent him? And I said, because you can. He said, because he knew you can handle it. And this is, this is a secret. These are mysteries of the kingdom. If you remember these, they'll change your life. God, I'm serious. This is what God told me. I'm telling you this. I don't share this stuff because people don't deserve to hear it. They don't. They don't. But I'll say it for a couple of you. I said, I said, God, I said, I got it. He said, yeah. He said, remember this. He goes, if I bring you in front of something, I never want to look bad. So there's a way for you to do it. You better just pay attention and get it done. So if God brings it in front of me, he said, you're equipped to take care of it. You better do it right. And listen, I screwed it up 100,000 times, but I never stopped believing. That's why I don't back up. You know, like these people are little babies. They do something, then they get mad at God. You don't ever get mad at God. How dare you get mad at God? Who are you to get mad at God? Get mad at God. Be quiet. You ain't allowed to get mad at God. If it didn't work, I didn't do something right. You know how many times I didn't do it right? But I gave it all my best. And you know what I told God? I could, if it's in front of me, I can handle it. Or it wouldn't come in front of me. I'll laugh. Did you hear what I just said? If it come in front of me, God knew I can handle it. That's why it's in front of me. Otherwise, he would have never let it come in front of me. Oh, yeah, yeah. he comes show up that devil. You're like, ha, 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 ha. Oh, you're like, ha, ha. Oh, yeah. I know why you're here. I know why it's here. Trouble, test, try. I can handle it. I just got to find a way in and over. Otherwise, it wouldn't be here. He knew the timing of it. That's when you dig down in the ground and just say what you say. And you say, man, that's when you got that crazy kind of faith. When you say stuff and you don't see nothing moving and everybody looking at you like you nuts and ain't nobody in the world saying what you're saying. Ain't nobody in the world believing what you believe in. And you still got a smirk on your face saying, for God before me, who could be against me? Come on, somebody. You standing there like that. Greater is he. They look at you. You look like you dead. Greater is he than he that's in the world. Yeah, the last joker. The last joker. I couldn't go see some of you, but the last time I got in there, like, oh, they're dying. I said, they'll live or not die. They'll live or not die. People look at you like you 
nuts. Live and not die. You crazy. He one of them nut preachers. Yeah, one of the nut preachers, the nut, nuttier than nuts. Because if it's in front of me, my God said I can handle it. If it's in front of you, God said you can handle it. No temptation is greater than anybody's going through. Just find a way of escape to get your victory. Come on, stand up on your feet. You got this thing. Stand up on your feet and tell God, I got the victory. Tell him, I got the victory. Tell him, I got the victory. I got the victory. I got the victory in Jesus' mighty name. Now lift your hands to heaven. Lift your hands to heaven. Now this is important. You got to confess this because I don't get to see you for a week. You watch me on Wednesday, though, okay? Now confess this, man. Be serious because some of you mind dealing. I, I can't get you. To, I got to help you, you know? I'm trying. Say this out loud. Now mean it. Lift your hands to heaven. This, you praying to God. This is like a prayer. It's a confession is like a prayer. This is like your decree, your oath right now. Just say, just say, say, say Jesus, Jesus, I'm going to need the Holy Spirit to help me, quicken me, and let me, remind me, and remind myself, I got to stay in the truth. All week long, every second, every minute of the day. So when lies show up, strongholds try to command me to see the wrong image, I'm going to cast it down. Truth is going to be in my mind. Truth is going to be in my heart. And truth is going to be in my mouth. Quicken me. Give me the strength and the power and the ability to overcome each and every day. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. And everybody said, amen. You did great today. You guys are killing it. You guys can go. God bless you. I love you. Don't forget, hey, sign up, man. Do the trunks. I need trunks. And don't forget, hey, don't forget, hey, what's the dates? Hey, you guys got to sign up for this business, men's thing. November 13th. Where's the men? Do we got a sign-up sheet for this? If not, go online. November 13th, 930. If you don't come to the men's meeting, I'm going to come find you. All right? I love you. God bless you. Get out of here. I'm not going to really come find you. Well, some of you I am. Bye.